Now, talking travel with travel expert and specialist Sally Lucas. Good afternoon, Sal. Hasn't it rolled round quickly? Another <laughs> talking travel, another Friday. I can barely oh, believe it. My whole week has done that this week. I don't know where it's gone, but we're here. That's the main thing. We're here, and uh, you're going to show us or tell us about some fabulous places we could visit if we're going to America. Yeah, we haven't talked about the States for a long time, and instead of just thinking about Trump all the time, let's just talk <laughs> about some better things that we can think about in America, including one I think a lot of people do have a, a fantasy or a romanticism with is Route 66. Yeah. The famous old Route 66 that goes all the way, of course, from the west coast of America through to Chicago. And parts of it are still there, but parts of it, of course, they've made new highways and so on. But I just thought I'd mention today, they're talking about six of the best Route 66 stays that you can stay at along the while. And they've all been built way back, most of them in the 30s one of them even in 1929 and back then this was in winslow in arizona it's called la posada hotel which means the resting house and it is um designed by a female architect various at the time for the for the owner at the time and way back then alone it cost us one million dollars back in 1929 wow so that would have been huge back then so you could stay there if you're driving or if not it's right on the rail uh, rail route with amtrak um there's a wigwam village in in san bernardino in california and it was just started up by a guy in 1933 originally designed as a means of showcasing his native american artifacts but then it just grew so now they're wigwams with heating shelves our electric doors, <laughs> Wi-Fi, <laughs> swimming pool, etc. All of these accommodations I'm mentioning, though, are not expensive. Um, there's a Blue Swallow Motel in New, New Mexico in the heart of Tucumcari, and, and it, again, looks wonderful. The rooms are meticulously decked out in 1940s and 50s vintage style, but, again, they've got all the modern yeah, amenities. They've yep. got some of the old cars still parked out the front. Um, there's another one at a place called Cuba in Missouri, and I didn't even know there was a place called Cuba in the USA, but there you go. It's also on Route 66 and was built during this Depression era. And there's a couple more, too, in Missouri at Carthage and one at Springfield. And they've all been just, you know, tarted up, but they're still retaining all that old decor and architecture of the era that they were built in. So they're quite some wonderful places you can stay along Route 66 it if you're going to do that. It brings a little bit of quirkiness to the trip, doesn't it? And it just yeah, sort of Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I mean, this one, the La Posada that's in Arizona, it's from... It's says US 139 a night but like when I looked at it online my god like the styling the the gardens around it the rooms look exquisite like the restaurant you know you try and get a hotel like that standard in Australia for that much a night and you'd be part pushed yeah definitely so you know and some of these other little ones I've mentioned are only sort of from 60 to 70 dollars a night US so yeah yeah pretty good value for money oh definitely and I remember as a little girl traveling along route 66 and and there are times as well where you you get into a town and it's getting close to dark and I tell you what it's hard to get accommodation at all so just plan ahead because I know sometimes we just had to keep on driving. You do and a lot of these hotels as you say are not large either they were a time of an era where there weren't as many cars so they don't have a lot of room so they're not the huge two-story three four five story they're nearly all single level more like motels if you like. Yes, Yes absolutely. So going from one extreme to the other, though, the I guess the haunt of the, the Kennedy family all around that Cape Cod area. Now, if you're ever up around, you know, the New York, Boston area, it'll be lovely for you to push further north and go out 
to the islands of Martha's Vineyard, which you probably hear of, and Nantucket, which are famous holiday destinations for a lot of the presidents and a lot of actual film stars and famous people. Um, having said that, you get ferries from Hyannis across, but I would suggest not to go in the peak of summer because it gets extremely busy there and trying to get accommodation and so okay, on around that harsh. July, August. Yeah, I wouldn't go there then. It's when all the Americans are having their holidays. But, of course, they're famous for their seafood, as you know. And, you know, they can go to a place, they say, where you just... All it is is, you know, lobster rolls, oysters and tuna and, you know, all you're doing is getting seafood straight off the plate and you sit there and you could be sitting sharing it with someone who's quite famous. Wow. Or you could hike some of these islands. I think you can still see the Obamas going on the hiking trails or some of the Kennedy family or, you know, so it's quite an opportunity if you want to sort of mix with some writers yes. and dignitaries. and yes. and um, but The high flies get, in life. Yeah, well, July, August being so hot even on the East Coast, like they get a reprieve on the island of course so the people of Boston, Washington New York tend to, to go yeah, to those areas to get a little bit of a reprieve but it's quite an interesting part of the world because it was once a whaling capital of course like all the, lots of places in the world war and you've got historic lighthouses and, and churches where all the seamen went to pray before they sailed. There's some little cobblestone streets but these little you know, bright sunny cafes on terraces where you can watch the world go by so yeah just consider that classic New England area and have a nice bowl of clam chowder or an yeah, oyster or good seafood roll or something like that so yeah it's just one of those areas I guess not a lot of Australians seem to venture up that far north. You don't think of it you sort of you go to New York and you check out yeah, New York and Washington you know. and possibly Boston but yeah, just pushing yeah. that bit further, further north into Cape Cod it'd be a really nice thing to do and you're just going to see a different side of America. Good suggestion there Sal. So there you go. Sal do you know I remember years and years ago I was in year 7 and mm -hmm. my teacher at the time uh, in geography, her first name was Susie isn't that bad i can't remember her surname it see because my parents were teachers so i used to know the first yeah, yeah. <laughs> the last names but we had this big debate because she was saying that hawaii was the 51st uh, first state of america and i was saying no there's 50 states of america hawaii being one of them and she went and counted the map and then came back and i got an award because she's like there is only 50 states including hawaii so that was a bit random that she didn't know that but um always makes me laugh isn't that funny it. so you always think about that i do and the hawaiian islands of course they are sort of in that middle of the pacific ocean so they're, they're quite isolated in their own sense and it's about a 10-hour flight for us to get there i mean from the american coast of course from the west coast it's only about three and a half hours so it's not far from there but there are just there in the middle of nowhere there's no other real islands around them and there's basically six main islands which is Oahu, Molokai, Lanai, Kauai, Maui and the big island as they always call it the big island of Hawaii which is the volcanic island and of course it's the youngest island because it is still volcanic so all the others have been volcanic in their lifetime but at different periods and of course that volcanic activity has all settled and gone so it's only where you've got Kilauea which of course as you know recently has been spewing quite it's quite remarkable yeah, yes. um, but you can go to the the national park there and see that volcano when it's not at its dangerous level of course and it's, it's quite remarkable to go and see it, the bubbling lava and that would steam be so it's, cool to see. It is. And so really, you know, if you're going to go to Hawaii, I know a lot of people probably just go to Honolulu, and it's quite commercial, but even on the main island of Oahu, you've only got to go about 20-something kilometres out, or probably no, maybe 40 kilometres out, I might say, 20-something miles, because they still do the miles there. 
you can do like a farm to table situation where they've got this Kahumana organic farm and it grows all its own delicious produce and sells uh, on sells its fruit and vegetables grown by locals and part of its mission is to care for vulnerable members of society so everyone thinks that everyone's oh, wealthy or well to do in, in Hawaii and of course like anywhere else there are people lower socioeconomic situations and you can do farm tours there that's available if you want and it's got a cafe where you can have a lovely lunch so you can get away from that commercialism of Honolulu if you really want to and it's quite an easy island to drive around it's an easy island to drive around and then you've also got the bus and that's what's called the bus and you can do the hop on hop off and go all the way around the island on the bus and get on and off as you feel so you could do that every day if you didn't want to hire a car but that's not a problem so you know you've, you've got Honolulu of course and you've got lovely things to do on the island of Oahu you've got the famous surfing beaches which only blow up at the big surf you know around the November time at the end of the year that's when all the big surf comps are on okay and again over on Maui too it's it's famous for its its surf and its pipelines as well so you can do that but like everything within Hawaii every island is totally different and are beautiful in their own right like even Molokai which you'd hardly ever visited and was once just a leper colony in its day but these are quaint little islands Molokai and Lanai if you wanted to get away from that commercialism. But you go to Kauai and I mean it to me is an amazing island. It's the fourth largest island. It's sometimes called the Garden Island which is a pretty accurate description and it's the oldest and northernmost island in the chain. And what you've got there, it's got these really deep valleys and sharp mountain spires and cliffs which people don't expect they're just expecting i guess something more palmy resorty yeah, if yep. you're tropical if you like and of course that's been aged by time and the elements of when it was volcanic and you've got there the waimea canyon which is like a miniature grand canyon it is just the colors even are stunningly like the, the grand canyon okay and once you wind your way up to the top of the the peak of where you're looking down the canyon you, you need a jacket like wow. it's 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 cold yeah because yeah, yep. you get up in that different stratosphere so it, it's a really quite dramatic and you've got some wonderful beaches there as well and one of the beaches was the um it was filmed south pacific of course the famous film of the yes. south pacific but the lovely nepali coast on that island as well you've got a 17 mile stretch of coastline and you've got to line with cliffs up to three thousand feet tall with beautiful valleys, lovely waterfalls, sea caves, you know. Beautiful. Some of them you've got to hike into, like you might only be able to drive so far and you do a walk and a hike and find these wonderful waterfalls and swimming holes and and so on. So it's quite beautiful. Uh, As we've mentioned, the big island of Hawaii is famous for, of course, its volcanic activity. And then you've got Maui, and Maui's a lovely island as well. It's called the Valley Isle, and it's the second largest Hawaiian island after Hawaii. Apart from its famous beaches and the surface we've mentioned, it gets the migrating um, humpback whales during their winter months, Gorgeous. which again is that same end of the year into early New Year because it's the opposite seasons to us. Yes. Um, I would say not to go there again in that July-August. It's very, very busy at that yeah. time of the year. A lot of Americans have their holidays. And even though we say it's hotter then, yes, it is hotter, but that's not the main reason. I think it's the busyness because being islands, they do get that reprieve of a trade wind even in the summer months, which does make it not as bad as being on the mainland in July-August. Yep. But it's just very, very busy and you get a lot of Japanese tourists coming down as well. So, again, Maui, beautiful island, lots of, again, of lovely waterfalls 
beautiful pools, lush rainforests, the big pineapple farms. You know, it's just, it's, and you need a car. You really do because there's not a lot of public transport on the outer island. Oh, so, okay. so your, your yeah, best yeah. way, you just hire a car from the airport because a lot of the airports are located not quite near the accommodation because of the mountainous terrain, okay. wherever there's been a flatter piece of land. So by the time you pay for a transfer to get you to the hotel, there's a day's car hire. Yeah, that's So you right. may as well just hire the car and then you've got it at your use yeah. to get around the island. You've got your independence then. Yeah. You don't have to be looking at schedules. Yeah. And I mean, if you can't thing. afford to do all the islands, I understand that, but even if you could just do an aerial tour over them if you've only got time to do Honolulu as a stopover, just to give you an idea of what the other islands look like and to see that volcanic activity from the air is quite an incredible thing and to do. Just as well. to see the difference in the terrains because it yes. is, you know, you go, oh, I just wasn't expecting that. Yeah, so it is it, nice it is, to see. It is nice to see. And I had a friend went there oh, a year or so ago, nearly two years now, for three weeks. And she wasn't going to go for three weeks originally. She said, thank God I did. She said, I still could have stayed for longer. Really? Because she said, by the so, time she did see. so much on each island, you know, she really immersed herself and found the lovely pools and the waterfalls and all the yeah, little quirky things, great. you know, and hired the car and drove around with a friend. So, yeah, no, it deserves more time than just a week if you've got that sort of time, of course. But if it's only a stopover, just, just try and at least get a little day trip or something out to see what the outer islands are like. 9th of February next year, the Royal Caribbean vessel, the Radiance of the Seas, has got some fantastic savings on Ocean View cabins on this wonderful journey from Sydney to Perth, going around the top of Australia. Oh, great. So not just around the bottom, Sydney, Brisbane, Cairns, Darwin, Benoa in Bali, Port Hedland, Geraldton, and then down to Fremantle. And that finishes on the 25th of February, 16 nights. And they've got savings um, of about... Two, oh, oh, just over two and a half thousand dollars per person savings. Jeez, that's good, isn't it? Uh, limited, uh, left just what's left until run out. But that is such a great deal, I tell you. I mean, you, you're getting for that 16 nights, it's it's nearly 50% reduction off the standard price. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, they've also got some interesting tr- cruises around New Zealand at the moment on the New Zealand Dream, lovely-looking vessel. This is departing on the 5th of January next year. It's a nine-night package, and that looks fabulous as well because it's going all the way around New Zealand, like the Bay of Islands, Auckland, Napier, Wellington, Dunedin, Doubtful Sound and Milford Sound. Milford Sound, I'll say that again. <laughs> Um, this includes your return airfare from Auckland, then your circumnavigation of New Zealand as well, and you get two nights pre-cruise accommodation in Auckland, and you've got a bonus saving on that one of up to 20% of the cruise fare. Now, on that other one, I should mention you've got to book that this month, and this one, again, it's for March, so you need to get in quickly okay. to make these bookings. Sure. Um, there's a couple of European companies have also got some great savings at the moment. Trafalgar has got... Um, Fly for nine ninety nine on your Europe and Britain holiday to Europe return. God, that's good too, isn't it? Yep. Now you've got to book that by the end of March, and it's on selected summer su- uh, summer tours this year of Europe, um, right through from uh, one April through to twenty six June, and eight July through to thirty November. At other periods of the time, there might be blackout dates, but you're certainly available over those dates, so that's a really good deal. And Insight Vacations, they've got what they call their March last minute deals, and they've got savings on selected trips to Europe and North America. Again, you've got a book by the end of March, but it's only for travel in April, May. But there's some great savings to be had on a range of itineraries across America and Europe. And also, wow, Antarctica, I'm going to go back one day. 
love her numbers when you they roll in. You do love it, don't I you? I do yeah. love it. Oh, it just seems... Well, so you've just been the once or...? Yeah, just yep. the once. It just seems ages ago now. Well, it is. It's, it's, it's 15 years. Yeah. Time wow. flies. Can't believe it. Anyway, for a limited time, you can save $1,000 per person with Lindblad Expeditions National Geographic. They've combined together those two companies now on their iconic, uh, iconic Antarctica, South Georgia and the Falklands sailing on the 20th of November. Again, get in early to get the savings on that. And if you're going to Italy this year, and I'm sure a lot of people are, mm. you can save $165 on a little four-day holiday highlights of key anti package. It looks gorgeous. So you can enjoy stunning vistas and indulge in gastronomic experiences where you're having Chianti wine, of course, is a staple at Italian oh, restaurants everywhere. Yes, and you, you get to experience the beautiful area's rustic cuisine as well. And it includes a traditional Tuscan feast, hands-on cooking class, opportunity to catch a spectacular sunset over the Tuscan landscapes, tours to the medieval towns of Siena and San Gimignano, wine tasting inclusions and much more. That's valid for sale until 28th of March. This is an independent package, so it can depart any day in 2019. And yeah, there's a sailing of just under $200 per person on that little four-day package if you'd love to immerse yourself in the Tuscan landscape. Oh, beautiful. Just sounds stunning. Well, lots of different uh, savings to be there made. Are. Yeah, there are. As always, today. yes, there's always some sort of hot deal happening with somebody. So. Definitely. Well, Sally Lucas, thank you so much Thanks, for talking Sarah. Now, I know it's not the Antarctic, but uh, make sure you have a wonderful time in Hawksness. It's beautiful <laughs> nonetheless. It is beautiful. <laughs> and you enjoy your curry night at Spears Point <sighs> Park. I will. See, there's so much to do in this beautiful country of ours, isn't, isn't there? Isn't there? There's never a dull moment. Really? Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.